The Fantasy Lounge, live from 92nd in Nashville, formerly 33rd in Emerald, with the same old fantasy football talk. Twelve degenerates from Oak Lawn compete to be the champion. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who's this man? Find out for this week on the Fantasy Lounge. And we are live in the Fantasy Lounge. As always, Mikey Mac on the mic. And this is a special edition of Lounge because this is the first ever three-way Zoom with the boys, the commish, Daily Dave, in the building. Well, not literally, but figuratively in the building. It's it's unique. It's a unique day today. <laughs> you having trouble getting that one out there? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm trying to do a bunch of different things on Zoom, trying to share screens, just trying to do a bunch of different stuff. But um, now that I'm here, I I think this could work. This this kind of seems like um, something that um, makes a lot of sense for everybody involved. Um, and you know, I just think it could work. Randy, what do you think about the Zoom here? Um, is this your personal <laughs> computer you're on? Because I want to see your go to your browser history. That's what I want to yeah, see. Yeah, no, this is this, this is your uh... screen. But it's good to be back on the fancy lounge. Um, tough week for the lounge boys. We are coming out super hot. Not for me. I, I mean, uh, are we zero six? Nope, I gotta win. I beat Channel last week. Try to you own two? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm the worst zero two you could be, honestly. I got super scared though at that game. Uh, uh, Deshaun, uh, or not Deshaun, fucking, what's his name? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had like three touchdowns by halftime, and I thought I was going to lose. Ended up winning by 10 points. So It must be nice, Dave, to get in a win, Kyle. We're, me and Trotta are on toe, so. Big matchup this week, though, me and uh, me and Trotta. Uh, last uh, division game of the uh until the end of the year i guess is is it safe to say that like it's kind of like a, it's a must win for me personally i think it had i think it is right me and Lath and randy is kind of like a must win i mean to go oh and three to start the season oof. i mean people have made the playoffs like oh and five oh and four but oh and three is getting in some pretty dangerous territory definitely especially you're not scoring a lot of points either so that's never good yeah, and 0-3 as well, inside your division, like, you're going to kiss your division goodbye in that aspect, too. You're fighting for those last two wild card spots, uh, the last three wild card spots, you just say. But um, it must win, must win, Mike. Like, burn, I'm burning the boats. I'm burning the boats because guess what? There's no place to go but forward, boys. Yeah, you know, I I, I, I feel like I should have made a trade by now, and I, I just couldn't have pulled the trigger yet, and – I'm interested. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand pat this week, and I'm gonna hope I'm gonna hope that it works out for me. But if it doesn't, I mean, mark my words, like I will be trading a bunch of people if I don't win this week. I'm surprised. Has anyone traded anyone in our league yet? I, this might be a first. Besides Ryan Stewart trade on at uh, draft day, nope. Well, that's pretty su- surprising with the uh, the group of guys that we got. I agree. Speaking of surprises, two weeks in the books here, boys. Um. We're going to go through at each position some surprises and disappointments, people that have lifted our spirits and people that have uh, killed our morale, all in the same segment. And, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, interesting games in the NFL, a lot of, uh, and, you know, back and forth, a lot of different things. Um, and so 
when we talk about this type of stuff, these are guys strictly fantasy and just, you know, when we especially with the disappointments, guys that were touted as big playmakers for your fantasy not not showing up. And so we're going to start at the quarterback position. Um the former uh, or the defending Super Bowl champs have a disappointing quarterback, Dave. Yeah, uh Matthew Stafford. Uh it's pretty surprising cuz most people were pretty high on him coming uh, into this year adding Al Robinson and you know, yourself, Cooper Cup and uh, Tyler Higby. Uh, he's only scored 34.4 points in two games. That's an average of 17.4 points. Uh, he is throwing touchdowns. He has 512 yards and four touchdowns, but he has five interceptions. Um, so the QBR right now for him is 51.1. Uh, he's completing passes as well, though, 72%. Um, but just too many interceptions with five. Uh, Randy, you owned him last year. I mean, you think he's going to be fine, or are you a little worried about Stafford? I think going back to what we said at uh, earlier podcast, I was concerned with him being banged up a little bit. Um, them not really getting the running game going has been kind of concerning for Matthew Stafford. He's relied on that a lot. And the mere fact that did Matthew Stafford become racist? He's only looking at white dudes. Take your headphones out. I can't hear you. Yeah, your headphones are a little down. Yeah. All right. I was, there we go. I was saying, is Matthew Stafford racist? It is, might be. It is a little he, concerning. He, he tried to get Allen Robinson the ball last week, right, Mike? I mean, he had a touchdown and then got one taken away for an injury timeout. Yeah, here's the thing. I watched that game, and it, yeah, he did get him involved, but he's still all day Cooper Cup and Higby. I want to say Robinson finished with five targets. So, I mean, it wasn't like a crazy target share for Robinson. Um, the interceptions to me are a little worrisome, but you would think Stafford being such a veteran that he cuts those down. Um but again, like, you know, they play Buffalo, they get rolled, you get that. But then it's like that game against Atlanta, like, there's really no excuse to make some of those passes that he was making. So Yeah, at home, too, at home. Yeah. They almost lost at the end there, too. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm a little concerned, and, you know, Lewis has him. I'm assuming he's probably thinking that he's going to make a move at some point, but... I don't know. Yeah, I just right. don't like. I don't like the interception number. I do like the completion percentage, seventy-two percent. That's elite. Number twenty quarterback right now. So there's definitely options out there that are going to be better than him. Uh, but moving forward, he should be in top twelve range by the end of the year. You would hope. I think something also to talk about, uh, Dave. You could attest to this a little bit better. But who retired? Uh, uh, Witherspoon. What was the uh, their left tackle that's been a staple that? Offensive line for years. Whitworth. Uh, Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth. He's like Yeah, Whitworth. I'm sorry. Whitworth. Um, you know I'm so good at names. But that's something to say is the offensive line has kind of been kind of shaky to start the season. Maybe they kind of get more continuity as the season goes along, especially if missing a veteran presence like that, especially in uh, the meeting rooms uh, going forward. Yeah, and then uh, Mikey, the next guy you're very familiar with. Oh, you're you're doing you're doing the the uh, the transitions to the. Oh, I, I, you know, I just I, I felt like I had to for this one since it's your own guy. You know, I don't want to have you to have to talk about your own guy in transition. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean Russell Wilson. There's no you know skating around it. I mean, talk about a, a huge disappointment. And you couldn't ask for two better games to start. Seattle and Houston and just to not put up the numbers that we come to expect and I mentioned this in the the podcast leading uh, before the draft the AFC edition podcast you should go back and listen to it. I think it's a pretty good list now that I look at it um, but Russell Wilson the concerning thing I had about him was the rushing yards last year just did not run the ball and this year Dave alluded to um, and he even talked about it in his notes 
just not running with the football. And so if you're not getting those rushing yards, if if you're owning Russell Wilson, you got to be concerned because he's not throwing touchdowns and he's not completing passes. Well, I mean, he, he does have a lot of passing yards, 559, uh, but only two touchdowns, one interception, uh, a QB rating of uh, 86.5. Uh, so 58% completion, that's pretty low, uh, below average in the NFL. So someone who's considered pretty accurate as a quarterback has been around for a while and so we completing 58% of passes. And like you said, only five rushing yards this year. Um, Joe Flacco actually has more rushing yards than I'm at the moment right now. So, uh, Mike, he's number 17 uh, quarterback. And uh, I don't know if the the God connection was a, was a good plan for you with him and Sutton. Um, how much are you kicking yourself for not taking Hurts uh, uh, right now? Uh, I mean, big time. I was high on Hertz, and you know that. And I wasn't just—I'm not just saying that. I was huge on Hertz, and I just passed on him for Russ. I could have had him, I didn't. And you know, that's just the story of my draft. I just made so many—I I make so many mistakes on draft night. Maybe I should start. Like, I literally don't bring anything to the draft besides a, a pad of paper, and I just think I could, you know, manage everything in my head. And it's just to the point where maybe, like, you know, I. I I'm so, I think my cognitive ability is so superior than everyone else that maybe I'm at the point where I'm starting to decline a little bit. And now I have to maybe yeah. recognize that. Yeah, yeah, can we can we relax with all that? You just won last year, all right? So, well, he's looking pumped. like Joe Biden with his decisions right now. <laughs> so. It's pumped the brace. The only thing, I think, I think Russ turns it around. Um, I think we kind of overhyped his amount of weapons he had because he's got, they're throwing like three different tight ends. Judy's banged up a little bit. I think they should really work. I think Wilson is the best when they get the uh, rushing game involved. And you have Williams back there, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Get, get him the rock. Just last week, he had 10 straight pass attempts inside the red zone. I mean, you got to get the play-action pass going. I think Williams is rushing like 6.5 or 6.6 uh, rushing yards per attempt. Like, Get him going, and then you, your offense blooms from there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and also Nathaniel Hackett shouldn't even come close to like coaching in an NFL game, but that's neither here nor there. Um, now, to me, this isn't a surprise. Or this isn't a disappointment because for someone to miss the basically the entirety of training camp and being forty five, like Tom Brady is definitely a disappointment. But I kind of expected a slow start from him. Um, but there was a stat, Dave, that or and Randy, that you guys pointed out when you were looking at at Brady stuff that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, like on the season, Brady's got 26.8 fantasy points compared to Justin Fields. When everyone's begging how bad Justin Fields is, he's got 26.35. Um, I know T- Tampa with the slow – Tampa's 2-0, but maybe uh, his fantasy must-start days are finally behind him, Mike. I don't know. I know they're banged up. But I know my guy, Mike Evans, decides to get in another flight and suspended. Julio Jones hurt, as usual. Uh, Godwin trying to battle back after some of the things. They just signed Beasley. Um, I, Tom Brady's. I mean, Tampa's great. They're a winning team, but um, I don't know if I might want to kind of bench him a little bit if I had another option, another streaming option until Tom still really gets going. You know? Yeah, I think uh, Tampa's been uh, they're two 0 because of their defense, not not their offense as of right now. Even Leonard Fournette, uh, he has a lot of rushing yards, but no touchdowns yet on the season. So they got to get that figured out on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Um, absolutely. Now we're going to spend too much time on this. Derek Carr, D- Dave mentioned, you see the Jeff Fisher quarterbacks. He's that, QB. That was, that was Randy. Oh, that's Randy. Taking a, taking a slash at my quarterback. Yeah. yeah I, I just like, 
I thought like Carr was, I mean, he's QB 11. So that's why I'm like, I, I put him as a QB. I don't know. Um, with the amount of weapons they have, I just feel like he's trying to force feed Devontae Adams all day. Um, there was, I mean, the game against the Chargers was a totally winnable game. And then to come back in the second half against Arizona and look completely lost after dominating the first half, it's like, what is Derek Carr and what is this uh, Los Angeles, not Los Angeles, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders team? Um, that's what I'm like. I just, another thing I just don't know. We hear it every year Derek Carr, Derek Carr, Derek Carr. I mean, it's QB 11. He's not, it's not, I, that's great, I guess. Yeah, well, I got I got two guys, basically uh, him and Burrow, who like both should be good this year, and they're kind of both uh, shit in the bed. So, I to me, I read Burrow in that situation. I just have more faith in him. I've been saying this a lot for Carr. Like the stats always look good at the end of the year, but there's times when I watch him and it's just unwatchable because of just the inconsistency or he's not completing passes. And then like he'll have games where he throws for like 420 yards and looks amazing and leads a fourth quarter comeback. And then the next game he's throwing for 148 yards and two picks. And it's like, holy cow, what did I just watch? The inconsistency is just, he just can't figure it out. Who has figured it out though? Two surprises, actually three surprises. We do have to kind of speed it up a little bit here, but um, this is a guy I'll totally eat humble pie on this one. I was not a believer in Tua. Uh, Four ninety nine humble pie. Yeah, it's a lot of humble pie. Um, Seventy three fantasy points for Tua, number three quarterback in fantasy. Dave and Randy, did you expect this from Tua? Uh, uh, go ahead, Randy. Uh, the main thing I said, like the Hill lot, like they both run like four twos, and uh, I think Dave said this before. I think they're the best wide receiver duo in the league. Um, the main thing I saw a video on Twitter where fucking Tua was throwing right handed, and it like totally changed my perspective of Tua. Did you guys see that? No, but why? Why? Like, because I don't know why. Like in our idiot brains, that you're throwing left, you can't figure it out. But like throwing right, he's throwing bombs. He looks fantastic. Well, maybe you should try doing that. But and then there was a video of Carson Wentz throwing lefty, and it was like <laughs> it, was, it was such a sight. Twitter's an amazing spot. Um, two, I I really think that the new coach um, in Miami is putting two in the best situations. Uh, two, two looks great. I mean, that's that's one of the best comebacks I've ever seen. Well, I mean, I think I said earlier that he should be serviceable because all you have to do is literally get the ball into Waddle or Hill's hands and then just let them make plays. You don't need to throw it super deep uh, as long as you have some crossers or, you know, going across the middle and he's accurate. So he gets the ball to him on time, finds windows. So uh, last week over 400 yards passing six touchdowns, put up a 50 burger. So out of those 73 points, 53 of them came last week. Um, week one was still decent 20 points, but um, right now that's why he's number three. Um, he should be in the top 10, though, by the end of the year, uh, as long as they can keep that offense going and everybody stays healthy. Um, a guy, too, a little unexpected, but I mentioned, too, on my uh, my fantasy pre-shows, Carson Wentz. I mean, back-to-back great games, number four quarterback. Dave, when you see Carson Wentz or you watch that Washington team, what are you noticing? Uh, just consistency. It's, it's kind of crazy to say that with Carson Wentz. He does make some crazy mistakes every once in a while but as of right now he's more consistent than Tua he's only uh, uh, 0.5 points I believe behind Tua there uh, he's QB4 uh, he's only owned in 65% of leagues too as well so people are finally starting to pick up on that 
Um, I think we said to, to bench him uh, a few weeks ago and put him on the bench and, and keep him for things like this. Um, the last two games, 36 points each. Uh, and there's tons of weapons for him, too. You know, Dotson and McLaurin and uh, Curtis Samuel. They got McKissick and um, Gibson coming out of the backfield. So Logan Thomas is see, back. He caught a touchdown. Yeah, I don't see why they can't stay fantasy relevant. I don't know if they're going to win a ton of games, but um, Carson Wentz should be on everybody's team. If, if you need a quarterback, definitely pick him up. Real quick, Randy, if you had to own stock in – is a fantasy offense the Washington offense or the Lions offense? Who do you pick if you had to own stock? Oh, uh, I would. Ooh, that's actually a really good question. That's I would. I would say Washington because I think they have more weapons. In the mere fact, I, I think they have more weapons. Do Lions have better weapons with uh, St. Brown and Swift? I think they're they're amazing, but I think they're more well rounded. Uh, Lions need to kind of even out. They need some other people to kind of step up for them. Be relevant. Both sneaky, yeah, I would, sneaky go good offenses. Too, just because they're good in every spot. Yeah, fair enough. I just think like, I think those are the two offenses that have kind of produced um, fantasy points where people maybe didn't think initially. For so sure. yeah, absolutely. Um, we're, we I guess we could talk about Joe Flacco real quickly. He had a huge game last week to come from behind win against the Browns. Um, QB nine right now. Realistically, how long does this last before Zach Wilson comes back, or is this a situation where he's the guy until they really start losing a bunch? No, I think he's. That's why I put him as an honorable mention. I think he's he's gone once. Um, what's his name's back? Uh, Zach Wilson. But as of right now, he does have uh, he does have more points than Kyler Murray, Derek uh, Derek Carr, and Joe Burrow. We already kind of talked about so. Really surprising. Uh, also, more rushing yards than than Russell Wilson. So, yeah. I don't know if he's turning back the, the hands of time, but uh, definitely serviceable as a backup right now. Okay. Uh, now that's the quarterback position. Now, if we go, we, we go to the running back position. Uh, there's some huge names on this disappointment list. And I'm going to give you three, and then Randy and Dave, just tell me which one is the most disappointing to you. Three huge names right now: Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, Derrick Henry. Um, all underachieving, way be, like way below their their drafted positions in, in fantasy. Who's the most disappointing out of those three, Randy? Um, I would have to say I would say Dalvin Cook for the mere fact that he's got that dual PPR where he can catch the ball out of the backfield. You thought you'd get the ball more. Um, Zeke has been on the decline for the last two years. We knew Henry was coming off an injury, but Henry's also had an extremely large workload the, over the past his entire career. So there's got to be some point where he kind of plateaus. I mean, he was regressed to the mean because he's always been that player like, hey, Derrick Henry, it's King Henry. He's untouchable. Um, I would say Dalvin Cook to the mere fact that, I mean, the Vikings were scoring points and he's still not getting the ball. Good point. Uh, he does have 11 targets, seven receptions um, in two games. He has played 73% of their total snaps. So if I had to pick one person that I expect to have a, like, you know, to bounce back, it'd probably be Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dave, which one of those three is the most disappointing? Uh, I, I would have to go with Derrick Henry just because of where he's getting drafted. Uh, right now, 34 attempts on the year and only 107 yards rushing. Uh, one touchdown, only has one target, no catches. So if you're a starting running back and it's supposed to be you know your bell cow, you're not getting any catches. Uh, you're averaging almost 
under three yards per carry uh, from a guy who typically is close to four or five yards per carry, I think is an issue. Um, I don't know if A.J. Brown leaving is, is hurting this offense. Uh, some of the offensive line issues, him getting older. He only played 58% of snaps so far this year, too, um, which is concerning because they have to take him out in passing situations now. So I think Derrick Henry is the uh, biggest disappointment uh, so far. Okay. And Randy, I was Zeke, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like they've been people have been talking Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard, Tony Pollard. And it's finally now come to fruition where it's like Tony Pollard just looks better. It should be Tony Pollard's backfield. I even though he's on my team, it should be his backfield regardless. He's just a better player with Zeke. But they just that's I think Zeke will be like the last person where they pay like that big running back money like it was the nineties. He's a uh... Running back forty eight right now, which puts him at RB four, almost five, um, which I don't think has ever been that low in his in the last five years, probably. You hate to see that. Now, some surprises. Uh, three guys that we kind of highlighted all had some injury history. Have been banged up. All relatively young though, running backs. But three guys that have really surprised. The first one, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who was a first-rounder a couple years ago and has not lived up to that hype. But this year, number 5 RB after two weeks. Clyde looks good in that offense. Yeah, I mean, Clyde, uh, right now, 38.2 points. is averaging 19 points a game. And he's only getting 41% of the snap share, which is extremely low. I don't know if they're just trying to ease him into the season. Um, he did have those two reception touchdowns, so that it is bringing up his... Uh, point total right now uh, but in an offense that's explosive uh, he should be pretty consistent throughout the rest of the year uh, RB5 right now um I didn't expect it I was even shocked Gallagher started in week one great start by him Gallagher tip my hat to the kid um James Robinson Randy uh this is unprecedented what he's doing right now number six running back 34 attempts 130 yards rushing just absolutely dominated the game against Indy I know you're high on Robinson, Randy. Always been. Um, the, the mere fact for Robinson is as well as they've done everything possible to not play this guy. You know what I mean? And the guy just gets out there and he just produces. I mean, coming off an Achilles, who would have known he came back? So well, I think it was week 16 where he tore his Achilles last year. And it's already back and looking phenomenal. Um, the guy's just he's, you know he's he's a lunch pail guy. The guy just he, he produces. That's all I can say. Pretty much, you love that. Um, I know Miles Sanders as well. well. Out of those three, who do you think was is the best value? Right now, I got to go with James Robinson because he's on my team and he won me the game last week. I was scared taking out Kamara and having to start him, and I ended up putting up a, a touchdown and fifteen points. So I got to go Robinson myself. Here's I think all three of these offenses are kind of you know fantasy relevant. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked great against Indy. I don't know if that's just Indy being that terrible. But if Trevor Lawrence could look how he looked against Indianapolis, like that, that offense is, could be like very, very underrated good. Um, I still, with that being said, um, I probably take Miles Sanders just from the standpoint that I just like that offense the best in terms of like the amount they run the ball. There's really no clear cut number two. I know Gainwell's there, but it, it seems like that Gainwell they mix him in a little bit. Whereas like Sanders to me is the most explosive guy out of those in that backfield. They always cuck him at the goal line and the weird thing. And Boston Scott, yeah. Drew. That's a good point. I don't know. It's I, tough. I, I, actually, I actually think I think it's Clyde, dude. I think that offense has kind of shifted to the mere fact 
just watch him from him, Patrick Mahomes. It's Kelsey, and then the ball goes to Clyde a lot in that offense, and they spread it out to everyone else. Yeah, so I guess good, good, um, you know, a good dilemma that you have if you own one of these guys. We're all feeling pretty good about these surprises. Interesting, interesting stat as well, Mike. Before we move on to the wide receivers, is I think this was on on record as being the first time in uh, fantasy history that there's top ten players is not a running back. Yep, I saw that tweet. I think was that Clay or was that might have been uh, Warren Sharp. I saw that tweet. But again, not to me, not surprising. That's why, you know, again, I don't, do I regret my draft strategy? No, I don't. Like zero running backs, zero running backs is kind of the way to go. Yeah, but then again, I missed on my running back. So you better, you better hit on some guys later on in the draft that are going to be like a Miles Sanders probably went in the fifth or sixth. You know, yeah, I, Dave or, you, or, you, or Cam Akers. Dave, like you draft, yeah, Dave, you drafted uh, James Robinson when. I think in the sixth or seventh. Yeah, so these are guys that you could have got later that are you know living up to the hype. Um, not seventh or eighth, I don't know. It was, it was like yeah, not living up to the hype. Um, these wide receiver disappointments, and I'll start first um, because I I thought it was a lock. I think it was seventy two and a half receptions. Dar- uh, Darnell Mooney. I just I cannot believe. I know the week one was weird, but I just cannot believe Darnell Mooney right now. Um, Five targets in two games. That just blows my mind. Well, let me ask you this, Mike. Do you know anyone named Jawan Winfrey, Simi Fajoko, or Deontay Hardy? Because they all have more points than Darnell Mooney right now. He has 2.4 points. He's averaging 1.2 on the season. You can't, you can't drop him, though, Randy, if, right? If, you, if you're Ryan. No, no. I, I, don't, I don't know. I have, to, I have to watch the all 22. Like, If I'm a defense, do you just take away Darnell Mooney and – just have because there's a bunch of no names out there for the Bears and say, hey, these guys have to beat us. I, I I'd have to go back and look. I mean, when you're only passing the ball 28 attempts in two games is abysmal, which is like 33rd in the league, 34th I think. Uh, and there's 32 starting quarterbacks, so just remember that. Yeah, and 33 because then uh, what's it called? Uh, Garoppolo had more than him in one week than he had two. So um, that's that's all. The Bears passing offense is something to uh you need a stiff drink to watch that shit yeah we'll, we'll be talking about another bear in a, uh, a few minutes when we talk about tight ends but i don't i just don't understand how you only get five targets on the, on the year even though it's raining uh, i think the thing that hurts him is he's not a true wide receiver one he's not going to be you know your calvin johnson go throw it up and and body somebody uh he does very well when he needs to uh downfield but he's not your number one so if you start to double team him uh, I think he can go go away very quickly, especially with Justin Fields. I, I don't know right now if he's comfortable in that offense or what, but uh, he doesn't look great. Here, here's a thing, too, that pissed me off as well, and, and they brought it up Monday night. Like, Devontae Smith had a terrible week one game in the mere fact they didn't get him the ball at all. What they do Monday night, the first round, he just runs like a two-yard out, give him the ball, get him comfortable, get the confidence going. Like, can we get something to go into Mooney early to get this confidence, get this connection going in, when we play Houston this week in week three? We'll see. I don't know. You would think. You would think. Yeah, wires number one, uh, 128. So hopefully we can uh, pick that up. Now, here, um, here's a here's a double dip in New York here. Kadarius Toney and Kenny Galladay just right. nowhere to be found in this Giants offense. Who are 2-0? We should put. We should talk about uh, Saquon Barkley as a surprise, honestly. I mean, holy cow, how great has he been? But – Put him in the surprises, but uh, I mean, everybody we all know Saquon and he has the ability, he's done it before, so I, I did put him as a surprise. There you go. So, but I mean, uh, Tony and Galladay just MIA. 
the Galladay thing, the writing has been on the wall, even in training camp, watching him do drills. But to Tony is like a someone that it could be dynamic and explosive, and they just haven't found a way to get in the ball, or is he not, you know, bought into what they're doing over there? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, Tony right now, I don't know if it's just his ad- attitude or whatever it is, because I think last year was kind of in the doghouse, and then he had those four or five really great games, and then he kind of tapered off again. Uh, but he was a guy that was getting drafted. I think Kenny Galladay got drafted in our league as well. Um, but neither of those guys right now, I think, should be on anyone's rosters uh, going forward. They're wide receiver 112 and 113. Uh, Tony has two receptions for zero yards right now. The only thing that's really getting him anywhere is 23 yards rushing. <laughs> so, Yeah, Kenny Galladay's a drunk. I can't stand him. Um, he's been on my roster before. Should be arrested, put in jail. Um, that being said, the only the only wide receiver you want robbing, to... robbing the Giants right now for twenty million. I know that, that too. Uh, the only wide receiver you want in uh, for the Giants is uh, Stur- uh, Shepard. He actually yeah. the Sterling Shepard looks like he's actually back, and he actually is like top ten in target share. So, yeah, the thing with Shepard is just some, he's just never healthy, but when he's there, he does look good. Um, you know, we had Chris Godwin on this list. I think Chris Godwin on this list. I think it's a little unfair because he is hurt. Uh, yeah. My thing is, is like Godwin. He, once he's healthy, he's going to be fine. The, you do have the issue though. The hammy does make me nervous. But you know, when he's healthy, I don't think you know. I just think it's a little unfair to put him on this list. Well, I I, I just put him on here because he was, I believe, drafted like sixth, seventh, eighth round, somewhere in that range. Um, I know he didn't play last week, but moving forward, he's probably going to be out a few more weeks. Could be a lingering injury. Um, so I put him on a disappointment list because I'm sure whoever has him was thinking that they would get a nice wide receiver two or three. Lathe has um, Yeah. Um, some honorable mentions here. Robert Woods, Juju, Renfro, DK, Elijah Moore, Randy. Out of that list, what's the one guy that you would want on that list the most? Um, I, I would say I think Christian Kirk. Well, he's a surprise. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I can't move my screen. Um, I would say <laughs> I would say uh, I would say DK because they got to throw it to someone. Okay, Dave. Well, I'm hoping it's uh, Juju because he's on my team. Um, but all what four of the five of those guys are all outside of the top fifty wide receivers in PPR right now, which is kind of surprising. Um, I think Juju has the best chance because he's in a, the best offense uh, probably out of those guys, but um, DK has the best talent for sure. Yeah, I was high on Robert Woods. I just don't know if I see it anymore. Um, to me, like I'm still holding out hope for Renfro, uh, but again, I just don't know if I trust Eric Carr anymore. Like watching, I just, yeah, I've, I've been disappointed with the two weeks I've watched him. Um, so I don't know, to be honest, I probably don't want any of those guys. I think I would probably take Juju just from the standpoint, just give me Pat Mahomes, but I don't know. Can I bring up an interesting point when you're talking about Juju? Um, watching Mahomes is, is Mahomes almost like in that Brady-esque range where Brady was killing all those years with just a bunch of wide receivers where he's moving the ball around and his only staple was Gronk and it's Kelsey. I mean, Ron Mahomes, uh, Mahomes is getting it to everyone. I think that it makes a lot more. It's more comfortable for quarterbacks when they don't really need to get, you know, a guy like Tyreek Hill the ball. Yeah, to force feed someone in the game. Um, now he can just make his reads, be comfortable, throw to whoever's open. 
Um, he's already said it's going to be a different guy each week. So, and it's been looking like that. Okay. Now, uh, for every disappointment, the surprise, Randy shot his load a little early talking about Christian Kirk. I mentioned him on the preseason pod, the AFC editions, number seven wide receiver, uh, PPR, 12 receptions, close to 200 yards, two touchdowns, Christian Kirk dominating. Yeah, this is uh, it's it's paying off the eighty four million dollars that they they paid for him in, in Jacksonville. He's averaging, averaging twenty one points a game. He's getting tons of targets. Um, so I think he's going to be a safe play for the rest of the year. That's a big pickup. I think Ryan has him. Um, that should be a good wide. Or I think well, right now he's wide receiver seven, so he's a wide receiver one. Um, I don't know if that's going to last all year, but he should be in that uh, low wide receiver one to high wide receiver two. You would think. Randy, I like guys in these types of offenses because Jacksonville's probably going to be down a lot, and there's like maximum potential for garbage time. And so, you know, Kirk, even if he's having a tough game, like he might, like in the fourth quarter, like on two drives, get you five for forty, boom, just like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I love Christian Kirk in that aspect, and he's he's actually playing up to his contract that we all ripped about uh, going into the season. Um, I think he's a he's a solid. I know he's right now a wide receiver. He's wide receiver one ranked, but I think he's a solid too. Okay, I probably the biggest shock in a good way has to be Curtis Samuel. I mean, wide receiver eight right now. I know it's two weeks. He has been healthy, and you saw flashes in Carolina. Uh, but holy cow, no one expected him to do what he's doing, Dave. Uh, no, and uh, waiver wire pickup from from your boy. Last week, I didn't start him. I should have, but um, he's averaging 21 points, wide receiver eight right now, 20 targets, so averaging 10 targets a game, which is huge, and converted 15 of those for 133 yards and two touchdowns. Also rushed the ball for 38 yards. He's kind of got that Debo-esque type player in him. They're both athletic, kind of short, thick uh, um, running back wide receivers that are that are shifty, so uh uh, if as long as he stays healthy, I think he'll he'll have a, a pretty good good season. He was on my lineup when I, when I won the championship, so I just got a you know soft spot for Curtis Samuel. Um, real quickly, because we are kind of getting a little tight on time, I mentioned Waddle just because I want to you know apologize to the listeners because I was not high on Waddle specifically. I did not think he was going to be great. Um, but I mean fifth fifth uh, wide receiver in fantasy, fifth in targets. Him and Hill are both eating. I know it's only two weeks, but, I mean, the guy's been sensational. Yeah, Michael Thomas, too. You just got to throw that in there. Three touchdowns already. Wide receiver nine, come back from injury. And couple, um, he was an honorable mention because he's done it before as well, so not a huge surprise, but. Slant boy. Slant boy having a great season. Uh, and couple, the two rookies, uh, Drake London and, and Jahan Donson. Uh, wide receiver 14 and 15. Yeah, and. Um, you got to give some shout-outs to that. And that's the best feeling as a fantasy owner hitting on these rookies because it is a crapshoot. A lot of times these rookies don't end up playing or um, they, you know, just don't pan out the way that you think and you kind of waste a draft pick. Um, but for them to come out and ball out this early, um, Drake London is probably Cal Pitts's biggest uh, enemy in terms of fantasy and Cal Pitts is just nowhere to be found in this offense and he leads our t- our tight end disappointment category right now. I mean the mere fact that I, I just found out this out today Drake London he leads the league in uh, I mean in uh highest target share with 48% but he's a, a year and a half older than Pitts. 
I mean, they got to figure out. Do you spend a first round draft pick on Fitz? Give him the ball. That's all I got. All, all I got to say. Fifth overall, right? He was fifth overall pick. Yeah. Well, he's also you know channels keeper, uh, only averaging three point nine points per game, and got guys like Farrell Brown, Daniel Bellinger, and Johnny Mund. He's got more points than him right now. He's <laughs> tight end thirty six. I bet you Trotta could name one of those players that what team they're on. Uh-oh. I th- I have no idea. I think Pharaoh Brown's on Texans. Is, but... is Munt on Cleveland? No, no clue. Okay. Yeah, that's that's it. your guess is good as mine. Um, a couple other disappointments that were top twelve tight ends: Dawson Knox, Hawkinson, and then everybody's high hopes on Cole Komet. Um, those three, um, just not living up to hype. Randy, which one are you highest on in that group? Dawson Knox, because that offense is sick. Okay. TJ Hawkinson looks terrible. I watch every every he drops a couple balls. And he's not even getting looked at half the time. He's not even in. He looks slow. I don't know. He just looks slow on tape. I don't know. Well, he had, he and, had two drops two drops last week, too, which is not like him. And the thing, too, if he was really good, they'd pop him up in hard knocks. They barely touch him in hard knocks. Should have known. Oh, that's a good point. The hard knocks. I, I got to go with I gotta go with Cole Komet because uh, you can't go any lower than zero points right now. And he's also on the waiver. So our whole league has just disregarded him as a as a tight end. I hope at some point he figures it out because there's no no way you can keep this lack of production up, I guess you could say. Yeah, fair enough. Now, one of the biggest surprises, Gerald Everett, who I loved in the preseason, and of course I don't take him, and I had an opportunity to pick him up and start him week one, and I went Isaiah Likely, which was very dumb. Uh, but Gerald Everett... Waiver pickup. Waiver pickup. But the thing with Gerald Everett is he's always been an athletic type of guy They just could never get in the ball, and right now... Justin Herbert is is liking him some Gerald Everett. He's the fourth ranked tight end in fantasy. Yeah, averaging thirteen point seven points per game. He's in an offense uh, which is fifth in passing right now in passing yards. So they're going to throw the ball around there as long as Herbert uh, stays healthy. That rib injury looked pretty rough last week, but supposedly he's supposed to play this week. Okay. Um, I wish I, I wish I knew Everett was going to wear like a sick uh, smoked out mask and uh, a single digit number because he looks sick out there. <laughs> at least get you like two four two to five points each week just off intimidation also i did call out when he when he wanted to get taken out of the game after making that long uh that long uh pass on thursday night and instantly they go back to him in a pick six yeah he, he did not want to be out there yeah he was gassed he was gassed speaking of gas um i don't know why that's not really transition to zach Ertz, but well, um, messing your guy up for yeah yeah <laughs> Exactly. Um, Ertz, number five tight end. I will say this. His first game, uh, he got lucky. Garbage time touchdown. He had two catches for 11 yards at Tutty. And then, um, you know, he uh, got a lot of, you know, dunk like dink and dunks uh, against the Raiders when they were down big. And so that kind of puffed up his point production. So I'm not, like, I'm happy that he's on my team, but it's like I don't, I just don't know yeah, if it's he's sustainable. A, he's the number five tight end right now so i had to put him on the list fair enough now here's the thing what we're going to do right now people have been talking all across the country wanting this segment back needing it back and it's been such a pivotal you know segment in people's lives you know what i'm talking about grab your scuba gear get your goggles uh get the snorkel ready we're going deep sea diving and dave was criticizing me pre-meeting that I only had two divers, two deep sea divers. And I told him this, Dave. 
It's only two games in. I got to see some more production from guys before I'm going to put my my good name out there. And so I picked two guys that I'm confident with uh, that you can right now pick up in fantasy. The first one, 2% owned. Wide receiver, Indianapolis coach, Ashton Doolin. All right. 13 targets. He's 8 for 125. Played 64% of the snaps on Sunday with no Pittman. But I will say this. He's outperforming a former number one first-round pick, Paris Campbell. Campbell last last week without Pittman, only two targets. It seems like Matt Ryan trusts Doolin, and I think he's kind of like the number two guy there. I know they drafted Pierce, and I know um, you know Pittman's coming back, but you know to me this guy's could be a fit on your roster. Any thoughts on that? Well, uh, I don't think Paris Campbell was a first-round pick. He, but, he absolutely uh, was. I, I thought Pierce was going to be the guy I drafted him, but this Doolin kid, 13 targets, that's pretty good. Um, only 2% owned, which is nice. So somebody's got to get the ball in, in Indy. But last week with uh, cinder block foot, Matt Ryan in the back uh, backfield, uh, offense really wasn't doing anything, but – uh, for two percent, you might as well throw him on your on your roster before anybody else does. It's a massive. Yeah, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan looks absolutely hot garbage. Yeah, he looks bad. Um, the second one. This is this is who I'm endorsing here. Tight end, New York Jets. Tyler Conklin, thirteen percent rostered. He right now he's tight end nine, so he needs to be rostered in a hundred percent of leagues because he's a starting tight end. Top five in tight end targets. Flacco likes him. He, he's been in that system last year. He was productive last year. And right now, probably because he plays for the Jets, that people don't want to touch him. But I, don't, don't discriminate against fantasy points. I don't care if you play in New York or Cleveland or Jacksonville. Fantasy points are fantasy t- points. The currency is the same. So Tyler Conklin, to me, go out and roster him. He deserves to be rostered. Well, tight ends are always hard to find, so if you can get one that's in the top 12, might, might as well have them on your, on your team. Fair enough. Now, we are running low. Now, Dave also did his deep-sea diving segment. I'll go quick. I'll go quick. Uh, I got a few two-percenters and uh, a three-percenter that I already just picked up myself. <laughs> so, uh, Richie James Jr., we were talking about the Giants receivers earlier. Someone's got to get the ball. He's had six targets in the last two games each, uh, each game. Uh, Ten receptions for 110 yards, 2% owned. So he's getting you, you know, 10, 11 points uh, each week. So some guy uh, I would probably roster and just have on the bench. Uh, and then for all those kicker guys out there that are looking for a kicker, Kaimi Fairbairn, been in the league for like 15 years. Um, 10 points week one, 11 points week two. Uh, everybody always needs a good kicker. Uh, and he's the seventh kicker right now. So, again, in the top 12, 2% owned. And then Atlanta Falcons defense, I ended up picking them up just to have on the, on the bench. 28 points in two weeks. They're the seventh overall defense right now, and then they're, and they're playing the Seahawks this week. So um, I, I had them on there, but now they're gone. So Okay. All right. Now, that is Deep Sea Diving. Let's hop out the water, dry off, because we got to get ready for some mortgage payment. Randy, big segment. Viewers love it. Gambling's all the rage. Talk us through the locks, the bets the movement that you're seeing prior to week three. All right. I got, I got three, uh, I got three selections, three bets this week that I like. Um, first we're going to go out with the uh, cell phone or utility bills payment. 
Um, you know, it's sprinkle a little money on this. I think this will be a good uh, same game parlay through DraftKings. I think Bears money line and the under 46 and a half points comes out to plus 150. I love the Bears rushing attack, as we saw last week. That's the only positive thing about their offense. And Houston has given up the seven most rushing yards in the NFL. So, uh, game at home. Um, I hope it's not Lovey's revenge game, but I like the, I like the Bears to come out. They play, they play pretty solid defense uh, to keep the game manageable, and I think they win. And I and I would I love the under in that situation. Um, that being said, move on to the next one. I got the car payment. Um, interesting nugget. I love when fancy players reach out and talk to um, talk to people on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? And Playoff Lenny came out this week after a uh, week two game, and he says, to my fantasy owners, I'm sorry for for the touchdowns. Touchdowns coming soon. With no Evans, Godwin, and possibly Julio out, I expect a lot of rushing attempts for Lenny. So I'm taking him at plus 120 to anytime score. Also, I like his over in rushing yards, at 70 and a half rushing yards, after we saw they're playing the Packers this week. Um, after we saw what the Bears rushing attack did to him, I think uh, a lot of Playoff Lenny coming at you. Um, and last but not least, the mortgage payment. I like the 49ers money line, minus 105 at Denver. Um, also kind of like the under in that situation at 45. A banged up Judy, only weapons are Sutton. They refuse to run the ball with Williams. I think game comes down to who's the better coach. And through two weeks, we've already determined Nathan can't hack it, is uh, not a good coach. So I like the 49ers. They got a really stout defense. I think they're going to give Russell a, a little bit of issues. And I think they do what they need to do to win. Uh, Randy, I'll credit you. I, I that that Lenny Fournette touchdown. That's a that's a that's sharp money right there. Like you're being sharp right there. That's a betting term, right? The sharp money. Uh, sharp, sure. or sharp. Sharp, sharp or sharp. smart. All right, I like it. Yeah, sharp. I, mean, I thought it was sharp money, but maybe not. Maybe it's sharp. 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 Like sharp like a knife. Thing. Sharp like a knife. <laughs> sharp. Who gives a shit? Uh, I'm going to say the same thing, though, too. If you parlay that with the 70 uh, rushing yards, I think that's a great bet. I just like yeah. the idea, too, like anytime score. You know, I just yeah. I think that's a lock. I think he scores, right? I think. Anyway. I don't know. Randy, hey, we brought it today in the mortgage payment. We got to finish with a little daily Dave. Um, really the first daily Dave of the year, let's be honest. Because, you know, we've just been throwing stuff out there. But this is the first daily Dave that we have here. Um, talk us through it. Give us the give us the lineup, Dave. All right. So first daily Dave of the year. The first one was uh, three weeks before the season started. So that one didn't count. Um so at quarterback, we're going to go Josh Allen. He is the number one uh, most pricey quarterback this week at $9,000. But he is going against Miami. And if we saw that game last week, uh, Baltimore tore them up in the secondary. They're giving up the 29th most uh, points to quarterbacks right now. And he's averaging 31.58 points. Um, then onto the running backs, we already talked about David Montgomery a little bit. I like him a lot this week, just as Randy does, $7,100 against Houston. Um, and, they're aver- and he's also averaging 10.5 points per game. Um, RB2, we have Daryl Henderson Jr. So he is $6,300. He's going against Arizona, who's giving up the 29th most points to uh, running backs. And uh, right now, Daryl Henderson's averaging 10.2. Hopefully he can get in the end zone and Akers doesn't uh, vulture anything from him. Then we have our wide receivers. So uh, probably the hottest receiver in the NFL right now, I'm a... I'm on Raw St. Brown, $7,800 versus Minnesota. They're giving up the 17th most points to wide receivers, uh, but 
St. Brown's averaging 25.65 points on the year so far. Um, then we got my guy, Curtis Samuel, at wide receiver two, $6,300, going against Philly. They are the 15th defense against wide receivers, but I like how much Curtis is being used, 17.6 points uh, on the season on average uh, so far. And then another guy we talked about earlier um, is Drake, Lund- uh, Drake London, $6,100, going against Seattle. He's averaging 15.2 points a game. I, all these guys are just getting a lot of touches, and I think they're going to be uh, pretty decent this week in, in daily fantasy. Then we got Mike's guy at tight end, Zach Ertz. Uh, I had to save a little bit of money here. He, is, he does have a pretty tough matchup against the Rams. Uh, they're second overall against tight ends. But right now, Zach Ertz is averaging 10.9 points, and there's really no one there to get the ball. Hopefully he gets a red zone touchdown. Uh, then we have in the flex, uh, another guy on my team, DeAndre Swift. Uh, he's averaging 20.3 points a game. Uh, he was $8,000. So you're spending some money, but uh, he should return, uh, get some return on investment. Uh, Minnesota's uh, giving up the 17th most points to running backs as well. And then again, Atlanta uh, had to save some money. Uh, there's $3,700 going against Seattle, 25th most points to defenses. And right now, Atlanta is averaging 11 points. Per week, so take all those averages, pull them up. You're at 152.9, which should get you in the money uh, in a daily fantasy. I like how you did that with the money thing. When you, or not the money thing, the ad, the average points. That was kind of cool, Dave. Yeah, you know, gotta show, gotta show receipts. <laughs> um, also, too, with the Kurt Samuel pick, you would think Slay's just gonna shadow McLaurin, right? So, well, they, we... they use them. They use them in so many different ways that I think, you know, out of the backfield or yeah. out of the slot, they're going to they're gonna move him around. So I don't think he'll be on Slay uh, much of the game. No, I'm saying I think Slay's going to be on McLaurin, right? So that should open up a lot of Samuel. Well, yeah, that's what, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. He'll be all over the field. So yeah. if he does see him, it's not going to be a lot. Fair enough. Well, I, for the first Zoom, we had a couple minor kinks, but for the most part, I think this worked out pretty good. Randy, we have about, I don't know, nine minutes left. Pretty good lounge. Any thoughts? You want to get a two-minute drill in real quick or no? Oh, I totally forgot about that. I don't think we're going to be able to do a two-minute drill. we got nine minutes. We can yeah, make it work in nine minutes. Yeah, it's going to be tight, though. It's going to be tight. Oh, be, all right. Yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll come. we got to come back next week and do a two-minute drill. That's on That's on me. We had a lot We had a lot going on in this podcast. Well, you are uh, the Nathaniel Hackett of podcasting, so. Are you talking about, <laughs> am I long? I'm not long-winded. Hey, hey, how do you feel about not setting a roster whatsoever so they can't see the projections? Because that's what I'm trying to get in Ryan's head right now. That's a weak-ass move, in my opinion. It's for, for guys that are 0-2 and that are scared to set a lineup. You should be proud of your lineup. Cares about projections. You know put what? it on your chest. Put it on your chest. You know what I will right. say, though? Waldo dropping, like, Waldo's team just murdered. Um, over 200 points. I'm actually relieved because I'm glad I didn't have a good game because it would have been a waste. And so I actually feel good heading in uh, this week against Dave because my team didn't play well, and I'm coming off a 200 point. The fantasy gods have to even that out, right? I have to get a little bit of luck going into week three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they owe you. They owe you so much, the fantasy gods. I think so. I, I, I don't like it. This you, you've only put up 102 points the past two weeks each week, and I feel like this is going to be your stupid blow up week of like 175. Uh, so. I, I need it, Dave. Like I think the, the no, most importantly, the league needs it, and and let's be honest, the lounge definitely needs it. Like they need they need a little peppier. They need a little peppier. If we're rolling in, 
with uh, three <laughs> wins going to the next lounge, I'd be pumped. Yeah. Well, we... I mean, don't you think I should get the win then? Because at least I'll be two and one, and there will be some mm. representation of a, a decent team on this on this lounge. Mm. No. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, I need I need a win for my sanity because I'm I'm teetering right now. My mental health is is teetering. Well, yeah, I have no idea who I'm going to start at wide receiver three and or uh, running back two. So there's always that. Love that. I might pick yeah. up Carburn after after Dave gave a deep sea diver and watch him put up an absolute fucking stinker. So I can't get that. I got a, I got a running list of every guy that let me down this year, so I'm, I'm putting that together um, week by week. So I will say. I almost uh, I almost made the kicker mistake and dropped suck up for uh, for the Vikings kicker, and <laughs> he put up a one. So if I would have done that, I think I would have won by one point uh, last week. I will say this: I think Gallagher's a little shook that he ended up losing to Semo this week. I think he thought he had it in the bag, and all of a sudden, Aaron Jones comes out of nowhere. Yeah, all of a sudden, Semo two and zero. You love to see it. Um, all of a sudden, Gallagher not as. Um, What's the word? Um, cocky. I want to say cocky. Let's say cocky. Boastful? boastful. Boastful. That's a good one. That's boastful. There we go. I don't know um, if that's a word, but so we'll we'll get him back though. He we'll we'll, we'll he'll get right this week, and we'll get we'll get uh, boastful Gallagher back. I think another two hundred uh, two hundred point week from McCarthy too. Um, yeah, it's first time in league history that we had two guys months. over two hundred points. Good. Hey, good for them. Uh, good for them. I'm happy for them and. Here's the thing, like those teams are. I, I said it before, you know, after the after the draft. I thought Waldo's team was like underrated, really good. And I mean, if I mean if Waddle and um and Diggs, if Waddle's going to be this Waddle, like I, his team is just as good as anybody's in the league. Uh, Andy too has some some depth on the bench. I was looking at. He's got Drake London and Michael Carter, and there's a few other guys on his bench. So. I know he never trades, but he definitely has the ammunition to uh, to make some big moves if he needs to. Yeah. Okay. The, the worst thing for our league is when guys are successful that don't trade usually, like, and you can't ever get a trade. So if I go zero and three, it's going to be a fire sale. So come with it, come all. And I do have everyone's got to go. I do have to give a little credit to Ryan. I mean, he had a big week and he ended up losing, but I mean, he's got his his roster is filled with guys that. Have been producing, and so again, kind of, uh, kind of a loaded league this year in terms of the talent. I mean, besides myself, really. Um, but hey, well, I'm used. To, I'm used well, to being. Me. I'm used to being the underdog role. That's who I am. So this is nothing new for my life. But um, you know, it, it's it, it, it's making for some interesting games. I'll put it that way. Yeah, you better say, be. yeah, he's always played the runt role, like like he's getting weaned off the teeth. He can never get in there with a scrawny ass. So like that's the perfect thing for you, Mike. I'm glad you made some <laughs> decent moves on the waiver wire this week because I was looking at your bench and it was god awful. So well, again, at least you're going in the right direction because you had a bunch of bums on your team. Well, again, though, like you you gotta play you gotta play the keeper game and. You know, I I got at least I got to give Pacheco like another couple weeks to see if he does anything, and I have to give. I think Dobbs is the next one to go for me. I think like I'm yeah, just gonna keep. He's gotta go. I'm gonna just keep Pickens because I think he's the most talented guy. Uh, so I'm just sure. gonna end up keeping Pickens, and then just that's gonna be my keeper. Um, hey, you remember when you asked me who Garrett Wilson was, Mike? Yeah, good. Oh, he, he dropped. I don't what? remember that at the draft. You had no clue who that was. <laughs> 
Well, he did a lot of good on your bench, Randy, so I'm happy for you that he dropped a 30 on your bench. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we I'm getting the flashing light here on Anchor that we got to hang it up here. Um, great lounge. We brought it today. I hope the listeners will enjoy it. 21 views last week, which is the most <gasps> we've got. Which is the most old enough to buy beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, who knows? Maybe it's taken off a little bit. We appreciate Joey T also, uh, you know, talking shop, you know, listening to the lounge. He's not in the league, but he's promoting it. So that Ricardo. means a lot. Ricardo, I don't think he's in it anymore. He doesn't like what, well, listening he's, to it. He's not but in it anymore. We, we appreciate the we appreciate the outside listeners as well. So um, great lounge. And remember, it's never too late to come relax at the lounge. Take care, y'all. Look forward to seeing you Sunday, boys. W.